Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Sharp Lessons, everybody. We got the professor, Nate Jacobson. On the other side of the screen, I'm Ben Wittenstein uh, in warm Phoenix. Nate, how's, how's the weather in Chicago? Uh, not bad. It rained all day today, but I can't really complain about uh, the weather in mid-February. Obviously, probably not as, as good as Arizona, although I did see uh, earlier in the day that the Waste Management Phoenix Open was yeah. postponed like 90 minutes because of frost. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's cold. It's yeah. cold overnight here. Cold in the mornings. I could see that. I could see that. So, yeah, I can't complain uh, weather-wise. I hope you're enjoying your time in uh, Arizona and uh, you're having fun uh, covering Super Bowl week. Yeah, it's it's been a busy week. We love Super Bowl week here in Phoenix, and you can tell people are finally starting to come in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's getting busier and busier. But, listen, we get a lot to talk about for this game because, obviously, people are going to be betting Chiefs and Eagles. We know people are going to be picking sides, but – there's a lot of different bets that we can be making, a lot of props, a lot of specific players, a lot of specific things to be happening. And I think that's what I'm more interested, at least, in sure. betting rather than just picking a side because I think you can get some better value on things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those events at this point where there's, you know, a lot of sports books are offering like 400 unique props on each game. And, and that's uh, wow. just as good as betting the side in total. Uh, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a different approach. Than I do for more Super Bowls where I'm more invested in a side than anything else, especially since usually this time of week, the prop numbers are, are pretty much correct. And, and now my strategy is kind of waiting to maybe bet some unders on players who uh, their line goes up. And we'll, we'll, I'll talk about one thing where I kind of hinted on last week's show where I'm going to be on a, a receiving yards under that I think is going to continue to go up towards Sunday's kickoff. All right, so as we stand here recording Thursday evening, this is going to be coming out Friday, Eagles minus one and a half, totals 50 and a half, 51 at some places. Not too much movement throughout the week. No, I, I, I was checking. The last time the line has moved in this game was last Tuesday morning when the, the line went from, wow. it was like Chiefs uh, or Eagles minus two to to Chiefs, uh, Eagles minus one and a half. We we highlighted on last week's show all the line movement. We actually have bets at uh, plus money as both teams of the underdogs. You got in extremely early when the Eagles were an underdog and probably like a few seconds right after the AFC title game ended. And then I waited like an hour or so to grab Chiefs plus two and a half after a lot of the early action on Philadelphia, who won big earlier in the day. So, yeah, so I think we're – I don't know if we're on different opinions on this game in terms of the side. I know we have different bets, but at different numbers. And I know with the new uh, NFL overtime playoff rules, there's a chance where uh, it goes overtime, a team scores a touchdown, another team counters a touchdown, and then they decide to go for two. And the, and the game could easily land one either way. So 
kind of an interesting wrinkle that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, but could definitely play out in a playoff situation with the new overtime rule. So uh, nothing really has moved. And in terms of the total, there was some line movement on the over uh, earlier this week that went up from 50 and a half to 51 pretty much across the board. I know some books still have 50 and a half, but I would guess 51 is going to be the prevailing number um, as a lot of people like the over as is, especially in such a, a game that's uh, going to be people are going to be betting on that don't usually bet. So the over makes sense. And then with the positive injury report for the Eagles, I still think this line has a chance to close lower, either pick them or maybe Eagles minus one. So let's talk in some uh, let's talk some game points here. I think we can have we each have some props that we really like, some smaller bets and things like that. But let's just pick a side and a total because um, I know you do like a side. Might as well pick a total for people who are having trouble or trying to decide on what side of the total they should pick. Um, sounds like you like the Chiefs, and I, I like you said I took Eagles plus one and a half. I think I got a, a decent number on that, obviously because they're favorites now. I, I don't think I would bet on them as a favorite in this game. I do think it probably should be closer to a bit of a pick and I'm, I'm kind of want to see where that line goes before kickoff, see if that line moves a little bit. But listen, Nate, I'll tell you this, too. Out in Phoenix and spending time on Radio Row and, and seeing some of these shows and talking to people, a lot of people like the Chiefs out here. A lot of, a lot of smart betters seem to really like the Chiefs out here. Interesting, because uh, when I'm getting a little farther east is a lot of Eagles love. Uh, talked to a bunch of friends over the weekend, and and you know people who usually we like end up on the same sides in a lot of normal games or kind of have the same brain on things. And it feels like the Eagles are the uh, team that they're going to be siding with Sunday, which you know I respect. Both are very good teams. Uh, there's a reason this game's line is a pick 'em, and there hasn't been much line movement in the last nine days. So definitely yeah. uh, there's going to be differing opinions on side and total. But, yeah, I'm on the Chiefs plus one and a half. Had the article come out on Thursday, watchstand.com, where I previewed this game, offered up four bets that uh, are available, and I think those lines will be available even if you're coming late to the party on Sunday. But I just think the Eagles are getting a little bit too much credit for who they played this season. They've had an easy schedule. They've also had an extremely easy playoff path where they drew the Giants and then a 49ers team for that for most of the game didn't have a quarterback who could throw a throw a forward pass. So I think that you, there's not too much stock should be put into those performances. I still have a little bit of concern about Jalen Hurts as a passer if he's going to be needing to throw the ball because in the first two games they've had a positive game script and hasn't had to do too much. And the Chiefs are getting healthier with Juju Smith-Schuster, Perrius Tony, Legarius Sneed, Willie Gay extra health for, you know, extra time to prepare for Mahomes, extra time for Kelsey to get right. So everything kind of lines up for the Chiefs for me in this game. I really think they should be a favorite in this game. If you want to take the money line, that's fine with me. But uh, if you can just take Chiefs at any plus money, that's going to be the bet I have the most money on, which is kind of surprising for a Super Bowl. But um, instead of Trying to get cute with props, I'm just going to take a stand and, and bet Kansas City. I think they win this game. Yeah, the strength of schedule thing really does concern me a little bit because I, I do, you know, on paper, and you look at just the basic math of some of these games that the Eagles have played, and you're thinking, all right, this is an Eagles team that is so good with Jalen Hurts. This is a team that's had mostly success when Jalen Hurts has been quarterback, and this is a team that's pretty much bowled through a lot of other teams in the NFL so far this season. But you look at how easy they're – path was and you could make the case of ease for kansas city but really the eagles throughout the regular season and into the playoffs 
for the most part, had it pretty easy. So I am worried about that when they come up against the Chiefs team that, you know Andy Reid in Super Bowl situations. He's going to be the guy who's going to be planning more than anyone should ever plan. He's going to have the plays to, to counteract anything you throw at him defensively. It's it's going to be tough and be interesting for me to see if Jalen Hurts can withstand playing in a close game, in a game where he might have to fight his way back because it's not a situation that he often finds himself in. And we don't 100% know because I don't think we have a big sample size of how well Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are able to do when they're trying to come back from behind and they're under a lot of pressure. Yep, definitely. And uh, I don't think we've really seen the Eagles in that state where – We've just seen them get out to those early leads and then being able to yep. run the ball. And, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts is a, a great quarterback. He also has an amazing offensive line, offensive-minded coaches who are, you know, elevating him. And, like, the offensive coordinator for the for the Eagles is getting uh, a finalist for the head coaching job for the Colts. So I think there's a lot of good support around uh, Hurts and what Philly's done by drafting Devontae Smith and, trading for A.J. Brown, so I think there's just some question marks in my opinion, and um, kind of correlated to my my Chiefs bet, I'll, I'll give it another bet out, as Mahomes to win MVP. Um, usually you bet on, you know, the if you like a team, you can get a better number on the uh, quarterback to win MVP. You can get Mahomes to plus 130, and there's really hard to see a path where the, the Chiefs win this game, and it's not because of Mahomes. Uh, the, I think with the Eagles, it's it's the opposite, where Hurts could, you know, the Eagles could win the Super Bowl, but Hurts might not be MVP because they have spent so much money on other supporting players. But at this point, the Chiefs have so much money tied up to Mahomes that it's mostly kind of there's good players around, and they're still like able to pay other guys, but there's a lot of more role players who probably won't have a, a game that is going to lead to an MVP performance. Um, and if they if they do, if, if Mahomes doesn't play well, then they're not going, you know, to an MVP award level, they're probably not going to win this game. But I, I'm going to bet on him to do so. And I think there's an added narrative because of his injury that he suffered against the Jaguars that there's a little narrative there. And the, his biggest threat to take MVP from him on his own team is Travis Kelsey. But Mahomes will be racking up stats if he's passing to Travis Kelsey. So Wes Kelsey has a historically amazing game, then maybe he wins. But at the same time, Mahomes will be having those stats throwing to Kelsey at, at, um, to his trusted tight end. Yeah, I want to see the uh, total and what, what your thoughts are. If it's at 51, I'm taking the under. That's just the play I'm going to be making. I, I don't see this being just a huge shootout type of game, especially if you think the game script is going to go the Chiefs' way, Nate. I think the under seems like the most realistic option here because if it gets into a shootout, that's, that's going to be tough. I think the Eagles have a better chance than the Chiefs and something like that, and I think that the Chiefs can, are going to come into this game with a better defense than people expect. And I think Mahomes might be under pressure a little bit more, especially with, you know, his ankle's not going to be 100%. He's going to be better than he was a couple weeks ago, of course. But there was still some times where he seemed a little bit limited, and I'm going to expect that a little bit this week. But if it's if I get that key number of 51, I'm going to be taking the under. I, I just don't think we're going to be seeing as much scoring as people do expect. And I would be shocked if it gets like 51 and a half, but I do love 50 in the under. 51 in the so under. I- yeah, if it, I would definitely wait for 51. Um, if it's 50 and a half, uh, then shop around. 51 is available. If you like the over, yes. I'd grab if there's a 50 and a half of, available because 51 is a very key number in terms of NFL totals. 
I won't have any pregame action on the total, but I'll definitely look to live bet, uh, hopefully the under, because I could see a scenario where both these teams are pretty well prepared offensively, maybe get out to some a lead, get out, or one team gets out to a lead, or both teams score points. And then if the game is on pace to kind of sailing over, at least going over, maybe take a, a live bet. Uh, somewhere in like the mid 50s, even high 50s, if it's really high scoring, and I can wait till halftime. And the halftime show, you have a little bit of longer uh, of time to uh, make a halftime bet. So I think that's my strategy, just kind of waiting for <laughs> to make a bet. Yeah, for, yeah. When when Rihanna sings, um, well, I don't even know what song she's gonna be singing. But when Rihanna's singing, <laughs> people are gonna be watching Rihanna. Gonna be back. Now I'll be tracking six or seven different apps looking for the best uh, <laughs> total. Um, make sure sounds about right. Be, have a maybe a, at the, have a glass of water at the two minute warning and uh, kind of uh, get focused for uh, a, a flurry of potential halftime bets. So let's get into some of these props that we like. Um, you obviously talked about Mahomes MVP, which I think is a good move if you do like the Chiefs. You're just getting really good value on that. Um, we both like a field goal prop, uh, and you were the one that pointed this out, and I just tailed you on this one because I think it's a great prop, um, and we mentioned that as well, which is Chiefs to kick the longest field goal. So I'm backing you on that one as well, and we talked a little bit about that last week. And I want to add to that because I was looking through uh, some more props for kicking, which I really love. I won some bets on McPherson last year uh, in the Super Bowl on some kicking props. So those are the ones I like to focus on. But I kind of like they have the shortest field goal yardage is 27 and a half. I like the over. I think these are two teams with Sirianni and Andy Reid. You get within 30 to 25 yards of the goal. They're not going to be kicking field goals. These are just two coaches that will not be doing that, especially with the types of offenses that they have. If Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are going to be kicking field goals from the 20, like that's just not going to be happening. So I really do like shortest field goal to be over 27 and a half yards. Yeah, I mean, with the 27, they have to, you know, it's a it's a kick outside like the 11 yard line. So if they're ever inside the the 10, um, you're basically betting that they either score a touchdown or to turn over on downs or maybe a, a penalty backs them up if it's like a goal to go to situation. So I do like yeah. the idea there. I think the Eagles are very unlikely to kick a field goal of that length. And I, I mean, I don't think they're going to kick many field goals uh, this game. I would be worried though, if it's like chiefs, like, I don't know, like fourth and goal from the seven and they might decide to kick a field goal or something. So yeah, but that's the only team I could see doing that. Or yeah. if it's like a game-winning field goal and they're inside the 15 or whatever, sure. and then you know it's a close game script projection. So maybe you get that game-winning field goal from the 10 or whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I mean, I, I like the uh, the reasoning behind it, and I'm all for ga- this game have not having many field goals, especially if Jake Elliott and the Eagles are the ones not kicking. Uh, yeah. But I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna go a different route where if the uh, the Chiefs' longest made field goal, I actually added more money on it because it's still minus 115 at a, at a prominent book that we're very familiar with. And I uh, looked into the numbers. The Eagles had 32 fourth down attempts this year. They converted 22, so they've had success. Sirianni's like kind of that new school coach that is going to go for it instead of settling for the points because he knows that even though he's an accurate field goal kicker, he's pretty solid. He's not going to be automatic every single time, especially in a high-pressure game. And and the other side, right. the Chiefs have only uh, attempted 12 fourth downs this season. So maybe they'll be more aggressive in this kind of game. But I could also see Andy Reid kind of making a maybe a baffling decision to settle for a, a longer field goal when he should go for yeah. it. And I just don't see Sirianni doing that same thing. So 
I know a lot of people have been on the Jake Elliott under seven and a half. I think that's a pretty sound bet. That's the juice on that's kind of moved a little too much for my liking. So uh, another way to attack that bet is uh, the Chiefs to make the longest field goal. Yeah, I think that's really smart. I, those are those are the special teams and kicking props I like. You know the touchback ones. I bet that last year that one didn't hit. I think I bet that there uh, that there wouldn't be a touchback and there was a touchback. So I I don't know which side to bet for that one this year. I don't think the data really helps me either way. To be honest, I do know. You know this is what Michael Kim said uh, live on the line today. He talked about how he's he's been told kickers have you know lead feet and the ball feels like it's super heavy and that opening kickoff for the Super Bowl players are amped the kick returners want to return it back instead of just letting it fall in the end zone so maybe the yeah. maybe the play is just no touchback but I don't have really a strong side either way for that one yeah I remember that was kind of a hot bat the last few years but haven't heard too much about it since the spirit of performance is what defines Acura and now it's electric introducing the ZDX Acura's most powerful SUV yet Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Um, my last prop bet that I'm, I feel strongly about that's still available and actually something I'm going to wait to bet until is Sunday, maybe Sunday morning if I, I think the line might be going the other way, but it's a player prop over, so... When you have a, mm-hmm. when you like a, or sorry, a player prop under. So if you like it under, I, I'd wait, you know, as, as long as possible to make some of these bets. But Marquez Valdez Scantling, wide receiver for the Chiefs, had a complete outlier performance in the AFC title game. He tied his season high with receptions to a six. He went way over his receiving yards, 116 uh, in terms of season high for MVS, who's first year on the Chiefs, kind of one of the replacements they brought in. For Tyreek Hill, but before that, MVS had 28 yards or less in the previous six games. His line, like receiving prop line against the Bengals, which I think is a good gauge to see kind of uh, if you're making a you know a good bet or not in terms of value, was 27 and a half. So obviously he sailed over. He's probably going to sail over anyway. But a lot of the help he got in terms of having big numbers was because Tony got hurt. Because Juju got hurt, Hardman got hurt, and Hardman's actually going to be inactive for this game. But the other two are playing. So I think the Chiefs, with a full, comp- mostly full complement of wide receivers for this game, are going to use MBS less or target him less. And he's also the outside wide receiver going up against either Darius Slay or James Bradbury. So it's a tougher matchup. It's a, it's a line now that currently is 10 yards higher than what it was set at for the previous Chiefs game. And Patrick Mahomes said before the season that when it comes to the fantasy uh, for receivers, he kind of warned the fantasy football players out there, it's going to be a different guy every week. So I can see maybe Tony, this is his week, or Sky Moore, who's probably getting more implemented in the offense as they have two weeks to prepare for this game. So I know that the public probably is going to be betting over because they like what they saw last from MBS against the Bengals. I'm going to wait as long as possible and take an under on receiving yards, maybe get like... 40 and a half or 39 and a half, but 37 and a half, I think would be fine with me. Yeah, I think that's the, the logic there makes a lot of sense uh, for that type of prop. I don't know how you feel. I've been going back and forth on Mahomes passing yards. It's been creeping up a little bit. I think it was at like 291 for a little bit, and now it's up to 294, 295. 
it's getting a little high for me. I could see a Patrick Mahomes 300-yard game, but, you know, maybe again, maybe that ankle isn't 100%. They try to run a little bit more. You know, maybe they play with a lead. I just, that number, it's in a weird spot for me. Yeah, so, I mean, the best recommendation is, is if you do like the over, bet this as soon as you hear this, and then if you like the under, wait until the Chris Stapleton National Anthem or whenever <laughs> you think props yes. are going to be pulled because I can see this closing maybe even like high 290s. We're pretty much already at high 290s, but I wouldn't be surprised if this goes to 300 and a half or 299 and a half at some books. Yep. Um, all right. Do you have anything else on the docket? Because I if not, actually, we can do yeah. a we can do a little rapid fire for novelty props that I put out this week. Yeah, let's let's do that because I don't have anything um, too much other than just like those are the ones that I'm kind of focused on and have the most money on with the with the Chiefs plus the yep. points and also I bet some money line last week uh, as being my biggest bets. I like it. All right, Nate. So let's do uh, let's do a little bit of novelty prop action going on that we were uh, doing for the live on the line TikTok. So we might as well do it <laughs> for the pod. Let's do it. Um, let's go. I mean, we could do the classic start: heads or tails, coin toss. Tails. Going tails. Yeah, they do say tails never fails. I'll go heads. I'll take heads. I'll go opposite. I know 55% of the money was on tails, which is a great stat that I saw. Yeah, I'm not. I'm surprised it's not more. Just you know, the tails never fails slogan seems like it's a it's catchy yeah. and it's it's gone on. But uh, there is a sports book, uh, a different one than maybe what we've been referencing, where they're offering plus 100 on each side. So either bet there or just uh, text a friend, or if you're, you're at a Super Bowl party, just uh, nudge a friend and and see if he wants do a 50-50 bet, juice free action. Don't, never lay minus. 105 on, on the coin flip for a Super Bowl. Even if it wins, you're not making the uh, the best bet of the uh, of possible. <laughs> All right, which team will be first to call a timeout? Chiefs minus 120, Eagles minus 110. You know what? I was thinking about this one, and I, I think the Chiefs, and I know that there's an idea that, okay, maybe the Chiefs are going to be a little bit more prepared for this game, given Andy Reid's had Super Bowl experience and this is Nick Sirianni's first ever Super Bowl experience. But I feel like the Eagles are going to be pretty, I don't know about well-prepared is the right word, but I just think they're going to be like sticking to a pretty uh, set script, I guess, in this game. And I can see the Chiefs maybe having a little bit of confusion. Um, so I would, go, I would go Chiefs, and I actually might, <laughs> might put a little bit of money on this because yes. that's a prop I was looking at the other day, and I was thinking like, oh, you know, Chiefs first time out, Chiefs to throw the first challenge flag or something like that. Like things like that where the Eagles are going to be more analytically driven in terms of what they're reviewing and when they're using their timeouts. You're going to give me Andy Reid at minus 120 to make a timeout mistake in the first half? Easy. That's easy money. Easy <laughs> money. So Chiefs to call the first timeout. That seems way too easy. Minus 120. I take it up all the way to minus 130. Yeah, I'll text you after the uh, this to, to see what sports book this is on because yes. I, 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 I forgot where I found it originally, but uh, there's some time to figure that out. This is kind of along the same line. Which team will be first to use a coach's challenge? Chiefs are yeah. minus 120, Eagles minus 110. Chiefs. Um, so when in the in the AFC title game, Kadarius Tony, mm-hmm. I think it was a play he got hurt on. It looked like he caught a touchdown. 
but they called it incomplete on the field. And Tony wasn't even like telling Andy Reid to, you know, challenge it. He wasn't had any, you know, you should challenge this. I caught it. Like he looked pretty defeated. Like he dropped the ball and Andy yeah. Reid threw the challenge flag anyway. So I think Reid might be making challenges more with his gut where Sirianni is really trusting the, the video crew. The Eagles are a very well-run organization with a lot of resources. So I'm sure that they have uh, a lot of people, you know, looking at different video angles and making sure that they aren't wasting any challenges in this game. Yep. Um, let's see. Gatorade color. You have a strong play? I don't know. Clear, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Give me yellow. Yellow? Yellow yeah. slash green, I think, is the play. Yeah, that might that be seems favorite, to be like the normal one. The, you know, Phillies a green, and there's some there's some yellow trim in the uh, Chiefs jerseys. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that seems like a information based bet where I would actually want mm-hmm. to know like some from someone on the field. And by the time I yep. know, then someone else probably knew, and then the bets, you know, there's no value in the bet anymore. They just take the bets out. All right, there is this one is actually interesting, and I feel like we talked about this one last year. Last play of the game to be a quarterback, Neil. Yes is minus 200. No is plus 155. Um, I'd probably go with the uh, the no. Uh, it's some good value. Sorry, the yes. I'd go with, I'd go with whatever's minus money because I, I feel like when people see plus money on kind of those kind of bets, that mm-hmm. they they gravitate to the plus money and that there's usually then value on the opposite side, even if you have to lay a bigger price. So I would actually go with the, yes, there will be a kneel down at like minus whatever, 200, if I had had to play it. I feel like there is a, we probably don't think about it too much, but there's probably a more likelihood of there's actually being kneel downs than we think on most NFL games, uh, more than maybe the odds indicate. Here's some fun ones. Uh, You can bet on either the Eagles or the Chiefs to convert a fourth down in their own territory. For the Eagles, it's plus 300 at a yes. And for the Chiefs, it's plus 400 for yes. So if you feel like maybe they're going to be uber aggressive and try to go for it for fourth down in their own territory, and then they have to get it also. Yeah, I, I'd actually – so I'd, I'd pass on the Chiefs um, because I, I don't think they would be going for it unless they're down in the game. But I, th- I think – the Eagles, even if the you know Eagles are leading or it's a tie game, um, I, I think we saw it against the Niners. They did that quarterback sneak from like their own 34, and, and I think the game was still tied at that point. And I mean, the Eagles' quarterback sneak is basically an automatic conversion for them on fourth and short with Jalen Hurts, a mobile quarterback with a great offensive line. So I, I could see the Eagles doing that. I actually might. Uh, I'm going to write that down and uh, search for that prop after uh, a good the show one. because I think I think there's a couple ways that the uh, the Eagles might convert. They might convert at a normal game state or go for it and convert on a normal game state, or they might be trailing and you know being desperate and forced to go for it in their own territory. It's pretty much all the good props that I can find. Um, there's just so many. There's so many good ones that you could do. You know, a lot of first-play ones. It's overwhelming. Like, yesterday I spent hours just looking at screens. And, like, I don't – like, at a certain point, I didn't even know what I was, like, looking at anymore. anymore. (laughs) I was just, like – I was, like – I wasn't even, like, reading the props. I was just, like, looking at numbers. And I 
I don't know. It's at this point, it's like my brain's kind of fried, and I just it's we're at the point yep. pretty much where I just want this game to game to be played, and uh, yep. then after that we can move on to uh, some other sports. So yeah, looking forward to the Super Bowl. Um, if you want any of the uh, written part of the the preview for the game, check out my article at watchstadium.com. Follow me on Twitter at najacobson one. I'll I'll definitely tweet out whatever I get the MVS uh, under at on Sunday. Perfect. Yep. Go read Nate. Watchstadium.com. It's on the Watchstadium Twitter as well. And on his personal Twitter, Nate, good luck. I get to fly home, be home with the family for the Super Bowl, and then I'm going to take the longest nap known to man. Yeah. Are you, are you going to take off on Monday to kind of uh, recharge the batteries or are you going to be back on the grind? I think it might have to be back on the grind. we got to start prepping for some college basketball bets, you know? The betting never I sleeps, Nate. I respect it. Yeah, very true. Wow. <laughs> You could definitely, I think, for two weeks, maybe take a break before uh, yeah. conference championships. And I don't know if we want to continue to do the show weekly. We'll definitely, uh, if we don't have an episode the next few weeks, we'll definitely come back uh, for conference tournament week in the college basketball. But make sure to check our Twitter accounts because we'll have articles. I'll have golf. Ben will have NBA. I'm sure he'll uh, talk about or write about some of the uh, new changes in the NBA that we've seen. And we'll definitely Ooh, talk about the NBA playoffs. For uh, sure. Lots more stuff there. to bet on. Absolutely. All right, Nate. Good luck to you. Good luck to everyone out there. And uh, we'll talk to you on the other side. Mm-hmm.